Welcome to God's Word, Transforming Lives podcast. I am your host, Amy Diane Ross, wife, mother, Bible teacher, who's passionate to disciple women through life using the Word of God. On this podcast, we will use the Bible to discuss topics that we all face from emotional and mental struggles, married life, single life, physical health, and everything in between. If you are ready to live in victory in every area of your life while learning the Word of God, I'm here to help. The Bible really does have all the answers for life's crazy roller coaster ride, and I'm excited that you have chose me to ride along with you. Today is Mental Health Mondays, where we explore everything mental, emotional, and physical health. We're ready to break some strongholds using the Word of God. Enjoy the episode. Hello, sisters. Today, we are going to talk about grief. We are going to talk about about what is grief and how to start looking at overcoming pain that is associated with grief. So have you had grief and loss in your life? Have you lost a loved one? Have you lost a pet? Maybe you've tragically lost a child. I'm so sorry if that is you. Maybe you lost a spouse, but also beyond death, there's other, there's 40 other types of loss that we grieve. Things like a loss of our childhood home or a loss of, you know, being, have to move and move into a new city or a new state. We lose pets. We lose, um, sometimes we lose our health. We suddenly become very sick and and are grieving over the loss of our health and the things we used to be able to do. Maybe we've had a financial loss. Um, you know, there's so many different ways to to to, have, to experience, excuse me, experience grief and loss. And so today we're going to talk about that because grief is the most overlooked and misunderstood emotion of all. Despite the fact that it's normal and natural and unquestionably the most powerful of all emotions that we experience. And yet it's also the emotion that is most frequently ignored and misunderstood by both the griever and others around. And so, you know, grief is a powerful emotion and yet it is often one of the most overlooked parts of our healing as humans that we don't really have a lot of help in grieving and, and grieving properly and having a tool set to, to grieve properly. And then we don't understand grievers or we have a hard time um, knowing how to, um, you know, help a griever. And so I'm just going to give you a definite, what is grief? Let's talk about what is grief. Grief is the conf- conflicting feelings caused by the end of or a change in a familiar pattern or behavior. So grief is the conflicting feelings. You're having these feelings that are around the end of or a change in a familiar pattern or behavior. And so let me give you a couple examples. I'm having these conflicting feelings. My grandmother, who was a devout Christian woman, and would say to me, you know, Amy, when I die, I don't want anybody crying at my funeral. Don't grieve me. I'm going to be with Jesus. And she, she meant it. And then when she got dementia, you know, life just got hard. And she just, she would say to me all the time, 
I just want to go home. I just want to be with Jesus. I'm ready to be with him. I love you guys, but I am ready to go home. And so what happened was when she did pass away, she was, um, she was, uh, 91 years old, I believe 91 years old, early nineties. She passed away, um, during COVID she, um, was not doing well. And it, she, it, she went suddenly, it was a very sudden thing. I was not expecting her to go. And so she passed away. And so when that happened, you know, I had conflicting feelings around her death. One was that, you know, she, so when she died, I had a sense of relief for her. She was where she wanted to be. I knew she was with Jesus. She wasn't suffering anymore. Um, and so I honored that for her, but I was also so sad and grief stricken. And so there was these conflicting feelings around her death and her death also remember it says a change of familiar pattern or behavior. So now this left a hole in my life where I no longer had my grandmother who had been my world my whole life. She was the most important person to me growing up. She was um, my everything. You know, she, she was a part of the foundation of giving me the faith that I have in Christ. And, and so, and so anyways, so there's these conflicting feelings. I'm feeling relief for her. I'm feeling, you know, happy for her that she is with Jesus, but I'm so sad for me because now she's gone and I won't hear her voice again. I won't be able to give her advice again and talk to her again. Um, and it left a hole in our family and Christmas isn't the same and Thanksgiving isn't the same. And, you know, and so there's these conflicting feelings. Another really good example of, you know, Grief being the conflicting feeling caused by the end or a change in a familiar pattern or behavior is you get married. Here's a, a woman who has dreamt of her wedding day her whole life. She's so excited to get married. And so that's beautiful. That's exciting. She's now married, but that's also a grieving moment because as excited as she is to be married, it is a change of familiar pattern or behavior that causes these conflicting feelings. She has lost her independence. She has lost her freedom. She has now got more responsibilities in the home, right? She's now taking care of a whole nother person and, and decisions are made with and around this other person. And, you know, there's, um, you know, we've all been married. There's a lot that goes on with being married and bringing two people into, in, into one. And so she, although loves being married, loves that she got married. She is also mourning maybe her independence and her freedom or her old life, maybe the way things used to be for whatever reason, or um, just mourning. Maybe she, maybe she had to move. Maybe, maybe you had to move and, and, and now you live in another city. Maybe you had to change jobs. And so you're in a completely new job with all new faces and um, you lost your old friends or, you know, there's so many things that can come with uh, getting married. And so that's what we mean by these conflicting feelings that, you know, what do we do with these different losses that loss isn't always this, you know, major death or major trauma that happens in our lives. It's, it's, all the little stuff and the big stuff, and it becomes accumulative. We say grief is cumulative, means it piles up when not dealt with properly. So 
grief is the normal and natural reaction to loss of any kind. So loss of any kind, whether you are moving, whether you've had a loss in your health or finances, maybe you've lost a pet or you've lost a, a spouse or a parent to death. You've lost, um, maybe you were abused and you lost trust and safety. These are, you're going to have normal and natural reactions to loss. And, and the feelings you're feeling are normal. And the conflicting feelings you may be having around the loss is normal. But so often we are, especially in Christianum, we are often made to feel like we shouldn't be having these feelings or um, we need to downplay our our grief and downplay the, the loss and the pain that we're experiencing. And one of the scriptures that brought me great comfort um, and it was actually around when my grandmother passed away because, um, and I'll explain why, but so I love this. We know the story in John chapter 11, where Jesus is going to the, um, tomb of Lazarus, right? He's going to meet Lazarus. Lazarus has died and, um, Jesus is going there and the whole town is mourning. They're wailing. They're weeping for Lazarus. They're even upset because Jesus didn't come sooner. They're like, man, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. You know, they're angry, you know, grief causes all these different feelings to arise, anger and sadness and, you know, you know, just fear and worry and what now? And so here comes Jesus and it's the shortest verse in the Bible, John eleven thirty five. 35. Now I digress because the Bible was not written in chapters and verses. So the man that put the chapters and verses in there made this the shortest verse. So what is the shortest verse? Jesus wept. And that's the Greek word, uh, it means to weep or shed tears. Now here's Jesus. He loved Lazarus so much. It was his, he was such a good friend to Jesus. Jesus, who is God in the flesh. Jesus is fully God and he is fully man. So he knew that he was going to raise him from the dead just moments later. But yet in his human experience, he mentored to us to weep, to cry, to feel that pain of grief and loss is a normal and natural reaction. It is part of our human experience. It's what makes us human to experience grief and loss. And Jesus experienced that. And he showed us that, that this is a real experience and it's okay to cry. It's okay to weep. It's okay to have feelings and emotions around your loss. And we say all the time in, the, in, in grief recovery, every griever grieves at 100%. That's the one thing I give you permission to do in my grief classes is to grieve 100%. Because we, especially as Christians, we gall down the grief. And we do this because we, we, we feel it's almost our Christian duty to not feel the pain. I'll give you some. So though grief is a normal and natural reaction to loss of any kind, there's conflicting feelings that are wrapped around losing a person, place, or thing in society. And especially I think in Christianum, we are almost made to feel like we shouldn't grieve or there's a certain amount of time that we should grieve or these, there's these stages of grief that 
we should somehow pattern after. And so I remember like when my grandmother passed away, you know, people, well-meaning people. So I call them sister means well and brother means well. That's like the last name. So sister means well and brother means well. They come up to you and they'll say things like, don't feel bad. She's in heaven now. She's not suffering anymore. Or don't feel bad. She lived a long life, right? Have you ever heard that? Have you ever had a, a loss? And someone said, don't feel bad. God's going to open up bigger doors. Don't feel bad. You know, it's going to be okay. We hear these things. And what does that tell us subconsciously? What does that say to you? It says, number one, don't feel bad. Stop grieving. Don't feel the pain. Don't grieve this. Don't feel bad. It's going to be okay. You're good. And so that subconsciously tells us, oh, well, because number two, because there's a truth in the statement that they just gave us that we call this an intellectual statement, the grieving needs to stop. So because grandma was in her early nineties and had a long life, don't feel bad. Don't grieve. It should be expected. You should expect her to go. Well, because grandma wanted to be with Jesus, she's a Christian. She's with Jesus. She's right where she wants to be. So why are you feeling bad? I'm feeling bad because it was my grandma and I love her and I'm having a grieving moment. Jesus loved Lazarus. He was his friend. And so he was having a grieving moment and yet intellectually he knew he was going to raise him from the dead and just see him in moments. He was going to see him soon. Right. And even so, even more so Jesus knew he would see him in heaven for all of eternity, even if he wasn't going to raise him from the dead, but yet Jesus still wept. So what we end up doing as grievers is we have this loss and then we are told don't feel bad or, or, you know, God is sovereign, you know, God, God's in control. We just have to like, somehow grieving is not trusting God. I'm pretty sure Jesus trusts, trusted the father. He only did what the father told him to do. He only said what the father told him to said. They were one. Him and the father were one. They're one. Jesus is God, but he was also fully human. And in his human experience, he wept. And it was not because he didn't trust God. It was not because he didn't believe in God's sovereignty, the father's sovereignty. It is not because his faith was lacking because it is our human experience to grieve. It is part of our healing to grieve. We are humans having this human experience and pain is part of healing sisters. You know, when you uh, get a paper cut, it hurts. It's painful, but that pain is letting us know that healing is taking place. Something is wrong and my finger needs healed. And then the body goes into action. Let's start healing. And so there's a, there's some pain for a moment. And that's the same with grief. What happens is because a society has kind of taught us that grieving is um, somehow on some timeline and that we should only grieve a certain amount of time or that, you know, there's certain, like you should grieve this way or you shouldn't be grieving still. My gosh, it's been, you know, three years, it's been 10 years, it's been six months, whatever, or it's just a dog. Why are you grieving? Just go get another dog. So there's these things that have been taught to us by meaningful people, it keeps us from fully grieving at 100% and really feeling the pain and the loss. Say that, nobody likes pain, right? Pull up your bootstraps, keep it moving, keep going. We don't have time for this. I don't have time to grieve. I don't have time to feel the pain. I got to get things done. And so we even dull our own pain. And I will talk about that on another episode of how we do that. And and it's, it's detrimental to us because we're not, healing if we're not feeling the pain. 
healing comes from feeling in grief recovery. And so I'm going to leave you with this. Think about when it comes to grief, when you are born, you are born with a backpack. Okay. Not really, but stay with me as an analogy. I want you to visualize this backpack. You're born. Well, mind you, that's a grieving moment, by the way. Think about this. You're in your mother's womb. It's all nice and warm and squishy. And you're right next to mom's heartbeat, you know, and you're getting fed every day. And you're just like in this perfectly warm, beautiful place with mom. And then boom, all of a sudden there's birth pains and you're coming out of a canal. And it's you come out and what you come right into this, what cold environment, this new world, this whole new world and, and the umbilical cords cut and you're no longer at the heartbeat of mom. And, and, and now you're going to have to cry to be fed and you're going to, you know, poop in your diaper and pee in your diaper and whatever. And so here's this exciting new adventure for you to explore this whole new world and get to meet your daddy and all these things. But you've left that comfort and that safety of the womb. And so that is a that would be a considered loss. Now we don't remember that. And I'm not saying go back to, to that moment. We can't. We don't even remember it. But that's a point. So when you're born, we've got this backpack on. All right. Let's go back to the backpack. You know, and then maybe you're like four years old and your pet goldfish dies, right? And what's the first thing people say? What's the first thing usually mom and dad say to you? Oh, it's just a goldfish. Don't worry about it. We'll get you a new one. Right. So subconsciously it's don't grieve. It's just a goldfish. So the goldfish don't matter. So don't grieve. And we're just going to replace that loss. We're going to replace it. So, and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, I don't, I wasn't taught how to grieve just now. Right. My first grieving moment and no one taught me how to grieve. I'm just kind of told to not grieve and that we'll just replace the loss. No big deal. I really shouldn't be having these emotions or maybe someone hands you a cookie and says, Oh, it's going to be okay. Don't feel bad. Here's a cookie. That's our, that's common. And we've all done this. So there's no shame. We only know what we know. So no condemnation. We're all learning and growing. Right. So what happens though, is let's picture that, that goldfish as a, a rock, you know, like a, just a medium size, you know, kind of a garden, not a garden, rock, maybe like a pond rock, you know, like just kind of fits in the palm of your hand, maybe not even that big. And you just throw that in your backpack. We're just going to throw that in there. Going to forget about it. And we're going to keep it moving. We went and bought another goldfish. I ate the cookie. We're good. And then, you know, several years down the road, great grandpa dies, you know, and you're seeing mom cry and you're seeing dad cry and you don't fully understand. So you're crying and, you know, maybe you knew great grandpa fairly well, but not real well, but you're having a grieving moment, but, you know, things are being said, you know, like, you know, be strong for mom, be strong for dad, you know, and again, reinforcing that you, you can't grieve right now. You, you know, not really being taught again, how to grieve and, and so you, you kind of throw that rock in your backpack and then, you know, and let's just keep moving. Maybe you lose a pet. Now you lost your, your pet dog, or your pet cat. And again, you just never really learned how to grieve it. Maybe replace lost, throw that in your backpack. Now you're in junior high school. You have your boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, you're in love. You're going to get married someday. Like you just know, this is the one you are 14, but man, you know, this is the one and you have a big breakup. Oh my goodness. The pain. And what's the first things people say to you? Did you really think you were going to find the one you were going to marry at 14? There are so many fish in the sea. Oh, you're going to date a million other guys from now. You're going to have so many boyfriends. Oh, don't feel, just replace the loss, right? Get another boyfriend. It downplays your grief. So you're not grieving 100%. 
So you take that big rock because it was really painful and you just throw it in your backpack. And this just continues to go on. And now maybe you've gotten married and divorced. Maybe you lost a child. Maybe you had a miscarriage. Maybe you had an abortion. Maybe you were an abused child that throughout your childhood, you were sexually abused, physically abused, emotionally abused. All these grieving losses that you have not been, have been given permission for or the tool set to know how to properly grieve them. And so they all have just been thrown in your backpack. Some of them are just tiny little pebbles. You know, it's little things that you don't really think of, you know, um, but it, how you got enough little pebbles and it's going to, it adds a lot of weight. Right. Um, and then you got the rocks and then you got the boulders of life. you got those big losses that you've never truly dealt with. And so all of that just keeps getting thrown in your backpack. And as you're walking around in life, you're just carrying around this heavy, heavy load of grief and loss and unmet hopes, dreams, expectations, undealt with, you know, feelings wrapped around them. And then all of a sudden you have another loss and you throw it in the backpack. And remember we said in the beginning of this podcast, grief is cumulative. And now all of a sudden that loss, and it may have been a small loss. It may have been a big loss. It doesn't matter. Your backpack can't handle any more loss and you're falling apart. And you don't have any idea. You're like, why am I acting like this? Why, why can't I get over it? What, what is going on? Because grief is cumulative and you're having natural responses to grief, natural responses to grief. And so that's what one of the things that I love to help people with is grief recovery, recovering from loss and grief next to my salvation. This has been the most impactful thing, program, tool set, whatever you want to call it, class that I have ever taken. Even though I had done a lot of work, I come out of a very abusive childhood. I was physically abused, emotionally abused, um, sexually abused, absentee father, um, you know, just so much loss, so much trauma. Um, And so I did a lot of work um, in my early 20s, 30s, um, late thirties, early for all of it. I've always been doing a lot of work to just heal from all the pain, all the loss of safety, loss of trust, loss, loss of my own, um, having power over my own body, you know, uh, loss of, um, you know, my hopes, dreams, and expectations of what a father should be, what a mother should be, um, what society should be, uh, what friendship should be, you know, losing friends, losing all these things huge backpack carrying around. And though I had done a lot of work with journaling and forgiveness and just, you know, um, letting it go. That's what we always hear. Just forgive and let it go. I needed a little bit more help on really getting to the root of some of these things and having this full set that would help me to grieve, to really grieve at a hundred percent and be able to let go of the pain and once and for all, and even if the pain tries to come back, I now have this tool set where I can say, no, I've got a tool set for that now. I don't have to, um, I don't have to live in that pain anymore. And so it has really brought a lot of freedom to my life. And so um, I just love the grief recovery method so much. And I loved it so much that I became a grief recovery specialist myself because I saw the life-changing impact that it has Um on grievers. And so 
Again, so if you're interested in learning more about my eight-week grief recovery course um, using the grief recovery method, feel free to go to my website. The links will be in the show notes. Um, you can call me. We can do a 15-minute free co- free consultation. I can tell you more about it. Um, I do have group, online group um, classes, and I also have one-on-one. If you just feel more comfortable doing a one-on-one session, I can do one-on-one with you. And um, it's one day a week for seven to eight weeks. And I walk you through um, the method and I, and you will walk away with a tool set that you can use for the rest of your life. And um, I cannot tell you how amazing this, um, this uh, program is, but I want you to know that I just want to remind you that together we are going to walk out transformation. It is not a microwave faith though. You have to stress that. Because we live in a society of microwave, fast, quick, entitlement, now, deliverance, instantaneous. But that is not the journey of a Christian. The journey of a Christian is sanctification, is growing from glory to glory into the image of Jesus Christ. And it takes work, and it takes dedication, it takes his word, his spirit, it takes other brothers and sisters coming alongside of you, it takes unpeeling onions and unpacking boxes and, and doing programs like this grief recovery and learning the word of God on a deeper level. And this really is a lifelong process. And so I just encourage you to stick around and just know that I know there are things in your life where you're just like, I wish I could be free today, right now. But sister, I do promise you that God is sovereign and that he, his, um, his will for you is to be free even more than your will for you is to be free. Trust me. He died so that you can be free, but some things just take time and they take dedication and they take us really, um, having some of these disciplines and in our life and learning these new things and, and just really taking our walk very seriously and, and really devoting ourselves to um, walking with Jesus and being obedient to him and obedient to his word and getting outside of ourselves. And so your recovery is coming. It's, it's here, it's coming. It just takes time, you know, and trust me, once we get rid of one thing, the Lord just opened, he just pulls another box out that we had hidden and says, okay, now let's unpack this one because we're on a journey. It is a lifetime journey, but I'm here for it. And I'm here for you. And so if you need me, you just get a hold of me. So again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I look forward to doing more with you. God bless you. I pray you enjoyed the teaching today. If God has blessed you in any way, then head over to the review section and leave five stars. I may just share your review right here on this podcast. Also, share this episode with anyone you believe will be blessed by today's teachings. If you want to connect with me and be a part of an amazing sisterhood of believers, then head over to our Facebook group. The link and all other links that I mentioned in this show today are in the show notes below. Just click on them and they'll take you where you want to go. As a reminder, be the church today, wherever God has you, shining the light and the love of Jesus. Y'all mean the world to me. Until next time.